It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. Okay, so I recently wrote an article for the Scrum Alliance not too long ago, and we're talking about velocity and capacity and at sprint planning level, which should be used and which is better for forecasting. And is there any formula that you can use? That was the big thing. And I got a lot of kickback from a bunch of different trainers and coaches who talked about, wow, you know, I can't believe that you said or, you know, aspired that there is a difference between the two and that there's certain times you should use each one. And I think the big thing that caught them off guard was that I actually produced a formula to help you determine a team's velocity. So the truth is, there is a formula. And the truth is also that most teams don't know how to determine their own velocity. So I think it's perfectly safe to have a formula as long as you're not using it as a weapon. As long as you're not weaponizing it, I think it's okay for you to figure it out. But I think the first question that we need to answer then, if that's the case, is what is the difference between velocity planning or capacity planning and which one should you do during sprint planning? And the answer is yes. (laughs) I know. Not what you expected to hear, not even what you wanted to hear. But the truth is, at sprint planning, we're going to leverage a little bit of both of these depending on the maturity of the team. So let me give you an example. So for starters, velocity is going to be the number of units that a team can complete collectively during the course of a sprint. So if I have a team and they've been well-formed, they've been together for a long time, they've already gone through storming, they're doing their norming thing, they're going to be able to get a fair amount of work done and we can calculate how many units of work collectively that entire team can do. And that numeric value becomes their velocity. Now, some organizations just count the number of stories they produce and they keep all their stories pretty consistently sized as either small or extra small. And that works. Uh, if a story does wind up being bigger and just can't be broken down, it can count as two. If something really small, you can count as a half. But there's just there's lots of flexibility about how you can do that to determine a team's velocity. I think the key here is to understand that regardless, uh, separating skill sets, separating people's tools and knowledge acquisition and separating all these different things that you're still going to get the same amount of productivity relatively from the team each and every sprint, as long as there's not a lot of interruptions or as long as there's not a lot of uh, disruption to the team. The team is going to become fairly consistent at delivering work. And over time, some of the least experienced people gain experience, so you'll see some fluctuation. But for the most part, as long as the team stays together, your velocity should stay fairly consistent, ebb and flow, plus or minus two, just to see where things are. This will give you the best forecasting possible. So I think it's important each quarter also to revisit what a small item is, so that way you get your teams to have some consistent idea across teams you know, how to story point, because I think the thing that kills that is when you have one team that's doing 20 points, one team that's doing 200 points, another team is doing 2000 points. What winds up happening is no one knows who's right and who's wrong. So you end up with this mishmash of how these things are being collected, how the information is being uh, formulated, I guess the right word, and then what you're doing with the collected information, right? Okay, let's talk for a minute about capacity. So capacity at sprint planning is making certain that no one individual is over-allocating themselves. So if I have an individual on a team and they habitually sign up for too much work, reminding them that there's only so many hours in a day and having them 
you know, really hone in on capacity and availability, that's going to help them see, oh my goodness, I'm over allocating myself or I'm under allocating myself. And that's going to provide answers that they wouldn't get any other way. So for me, I think that the key or the most important piece of the two is velocity. It's the number of story points or units of work that you can complete. And that's definitely important to preload a sprint. Now, who gets the final say? Obviously the team, because they're doing the work. But it's one of those things where the team can come back and say, you know, I think this is the right amount of work we feel comfortable. Or the team could say, you know what? I just, based on our current velocity, we must have screwed something up because that doesn't look like the right amount of work. So there's always a chance to pivot. But I think that most organizations try to take anywhere from their last three to five sprints, or they'll take a number and form a velocity and build from there. The point I'm trying to make is there's lots of ways to get to the end game. It's just a matter of figuring out which way is going to work best for your organization. Uh, when it comes to capacity, I tend not to use capacity as often as possible because for me, capacity equals hours. And the second you start throwing around hours, now you're going to have team members who are trying to equate a story point equals so many hours so that they can continue to guess using hours how long things are going to take them and then uh, reverse engineer that back into story points. And then you get two estimates that are completely wrong. Yes. So I think it's just important for us to understand the difference between the two so that we can figure out you know, how to do this best. The other question that often comes up is um, when you're forecasting, you know, how do you leverage this for forecasting? And the answer is, if I have a team that's consistently doing 20 points, I know in the end of five sprints that they're going to do 100 points. Now, the killer here is if you have multiple teams that are working on the same project or working closely together, but they don't all have the same benchmark for small. So for one organization, updating a field is small. For one organization, updating a single page on a website is small. And for the third organization, it's rebuilding the entire website is small. And I know that sounds crazy, but I see it happen. So you have one team that's finishing one to two points sprint, another team that's finishing 2,000. Then when you do your story point breakdown, based on what team helps you do it, you might have 300 points. And then, you know, sometimes I say, is it 302 point points or 320 point points or 300, 200 point points, right? And I think that that's something that's gravely uh, missing. We don't spend enough time figuring out velocity and, uh, you know, calculating it in such a way that it's easy to understand and separating time. One of the big messages that I give in all my classes is how to take time out of the picture. Because I think the most successful teams are the ones who aren't so focused on how long something's going to take. In fact, I'll throw this caveat in. A lot of times leadership in organizations will ask you, hey, how long is that going to take? And what I can tell you is, even though those are the words that came out of their mouth, that is not the question they want to know. If you answer them and say, it's going to take six hours, 14 minutes and 31 seconds, do you really think that's the information that they want? You know, while that's a good answer, it's probably a lie and it's not the information that they want, right? So when they ask you, how long is that going to take? What they're really trying to ask you is, when can I expect it by? When will it be delivered? And I think that's the key. And I think that that's the piece that we're missing, right? So it's important for us to understand that there is a difference. It's important for us to understand that when a team is still learning the ropes, that capacity planning is going to help them not over-allocate themselves individually. But it also comes with the explanation, a great responsibility of making sure 
that the team's not trying to reverse engineer hours back into story points because that will throw all of their story point estimations off. So there you have it. I hope that was useful for you. If you have an article you'd like for us to review or a topic you want us to cover, you can reach us at learnmoreatagiledad.com. We'd love to hear about your topic. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.